Good morning, church. I'm hoping that that you are ready and expecting to hear from God in, in this situation. I know this is getting weird all this time that we're apart and we're watching church virtually. I know that it is wearing on some of us and for you, I, I, I sincerely am praying God's peace and God's grace as you wait. But in, in this time, I believe that we're starting something that's, that's God's gift to us and we're starting it this morning. Last February, I took a couple days away and I took a couple, couple days to just really pray through the idea of, God, what do you have for us as a church? What's next? What are you inviting us into? I, I didn't picture this brand new vision of everything, but what does 2020 look like? And he didn't tell me COVID, and, and I didn't know that, that the deep desire and need for social justice would rise up and be just a strong, permanent movement like it is. But I did have a sense of what God had for us as a church. I had this deep sense that we were loving people who who maybe had forgotten or maybe just needed to be reminded of how deeply loved we were. And so I, I had told you and I had made a commitment to God that we were going to spend some time on the idea of being God's beloved. We just finished over two months on that topic. And what I sense God had next for us is that we need to explore prayer. And I say explore prayer because a lot of us feel like we should be good at it, and we should know how, and that there's one specific way. But prayer is broad and beautiful. And in last February, I, I had a sense that God was going to have us explore prayer. And finally in this year, that we were going to experience joy together. We're going to unpack what joy really is and have a deeper sense of, of the reality and practical meaning of what the joy of the Lord as our strength is. And so that's where we'll go next. But first, we're going to spend several, several months again in this idea of prayer. We're going to unpack some of the great questions of how and what and who of prayer. And then we're going to look at this prayer of prayers, the Lord's Prayer, and unpack this example that Jesus gives us. And you might be like, oh, a couple months on prayer. But I, I know within me, that there's an invitation, that the creator of all of this, all the goodness that you see and smell and taste and experience, that the creator is inviting you to experience who he is. And let's pray for that right now before we look at some scripture, okay? Oh, God, creator of all things that are holy and good, all things that bring us joy our comforter and our sustainer. We pray for in this season with all of these circumstances and distractions and pains and weariness that we feel, we pray that you would be near to us. And in this invitation to, to explore prayer, I pray that you would free us up to new aspects of your personality and who it is that you are, to deeper relationship and connection with you. And even in this time right now, would you Set our hearts and our appetite towards you. Thanks for meeting us in this virtual space and backyards and living rooms and all the places that we are. Open our eyes and open our ears. We pray this in your risen and powerful name. Amen. 
I've been thinking a little bit about the ocean recently. It seems like every other post that's on social media is a desire to travel, right? Like we've, we've been in our house. We know what it looks like. We, we know what our apartment kitchen is, and we know what our, our neighbor's cars look like. We even know their schedules, all of this. And there's this desire to go see the ocean or go see the mountains. There's this desire to go. And it's interesting, when you go to the ocean, like, you can, you can feel it like a block or two before you get there, right? If you've been there, you can, you can feel it in the air, like the temperature drops as you get closer. It feels like you can sense the salt in the air and taste the salt in the air. You get there, and the smells of the ocean are not all pleasant, but they're, like, strong, and you know that you're there, and the sound of the ocean is so powerful and strong. And when you go stand in it, you know how your feet kind of sink a little bit and, and your, your abs get a little core workout because the waves are beating you and you even feel something swim or skirt past your feet. And sometimes if you're at the right beach, you can pick up a shell that's just perfect. And you pick that up and you bring it home and you can put it on your mantle or you can put it somewhere. And I've I've seen some where people have a few memories of, oh, this is that time that I went to that ocean and loved it. But there's also this phenomenon where we can just get excited to, like, see the shells. We can turn on Shark Week and pretend that's the, the power, that we're, it's the same, you know. We can hear others' narrative of, of the ocean, and, and it can be uh, deceivingly satisfying. And we can feel like, okay, I'll just settle for stories of, of the sea. And reality is no story, no picture, no narrative, no shell is anything like being there. It's nothing like actually having your feet in the water and experiencing God's beauty there. Well, the last few months, we've, we've talked about like, deeper understandings of like, knowledge and nostalgia. If you're following our written devotionals, we've been going through almost the entire book of Acts. We spent months on the idea that you are God's beloved child. And reality is that without prayer, these are just artifacts that sit on your mantle. These are just narratives that you hear from someone else's experience, and you're experiencing them from a distance. You're studying them from a distance, and without prayer, these ideas of being God's beloved or the power of the Holy Spirit at work within you, well, those are just ideas. You see, something happens in prayer. In prayer, truth finds its transformative home within us. And as we sit to, to pray, to go talk with God and listen to God, well, all of a sudden these truths, they, they become what we talked about a few months ago in our devotional, the video devotionals. They're, they're slow truths that just sink in and transform who we are. But let me point to some words that that Paul gives us. They're found in 
Romans 8, 26 through 27. If you've been with us for a while, we studied much of this chapter uh, in our Love You to Death and Back series. But in verse 26, Paul says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, knows what it is in the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Now here, I'm reading in the NRSV right now. That section begins with the word likewise. In some other translations, it begins with in the same way. And that makes you want to look to the verses right before where it talks about this groaning that is happening. But I really believe that Paul's intent is to pull us even further earlier in the passage. I believe he's pulling us to Romans 14 through 16, where we read this, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you do not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very Spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Okay, the word spirit was said a bunch there. But if you remember from last series, when when we're talking about being God's beloved, we talked about when you can cry out, Abba, Father, that is God's spirit within you. That is some confidence that you can have that God's spirit is at work. And so then Paul says, likewise, that spirit helps us in our weakness. Now the word helps is, is it, honestly, it's a pretty weak word. Helps kind of feels like helps carry down the dishes or, you know, helps like tidy some things up, helps with some loose ends. But the actual Greek translation of this is the idea of one carrying an incredibly heavy burden and the spirit comes and helps and shares in carrying that burden. If you've ever carried furniture with some people, you know, the gift of somebody helping you. When you go from two people to all of a sudden four, and where you can lift, you can handle it, that burden is shared. And so the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Now, if you're like me, I usually assume that weakness is sin, and I usually assume that it's mine individually. But look at what Paul says here. He says, our weakness. And in this text, in this in this context, he is not talking about sin. He's talking about our inability. That we just frankly don't know how. The Spirit helps us in our inability where we don't know how to pray. And he lumps himself in there. We don't know how. And this, this points out one of the biggest things. Like the problem that I find in people when we're honest and we get real vulnerable, is we say, I don't know how to pray, and I feel like I should, so I just don't try. I remember when I moved down here from, from Wisconsin at the time, and we moved down and met some friends, and I would fire up my grill all the time. And I remember even when I first met Jamel, we were talking about grilling, and I was like, oh, I love, I love to grill. And he was like, Really? 
he could see it on me. I was like, yes, I love to grill. And up north where I'm from, well, what grilling is, is like bratwurst. That's what we do. And he says, well, what's your grill? And I explained my propane grill. He's like, oh, Matt, that's cute. That's not grilling. That's not barbecuing. You talk like it's barbecue and grilling. That's not grilling. He brought me over to see his setup, and he had a, he had a big, like, oil drum grill with charcoal where he could use indirect heat and eventually a smoker and then a better smoker and a better yet smoker. And I was introduced to this entirely different way to barbecue and grill. Now, if you're using a propane tank, no, no, no worries on this. It still tastes good, but there's something to the charcoal. And beyond that, there's something to the smoked meats. But when I went and saw the big oil drum grill and when I went and saw the smoker and heard about how you use the charcoal and the in the wood and the different flavors of wood, my thought is I don't know how to do this and I just should roll my grill away and stick to the microwave. I don't know what I'm doing. It seems too hard. I'll just, I'll just eat other people's food. I'll just enjoy their experience. That's what a lot of us do with prayer. We love to hear stories of other people's prayer life. We love to hear their answered prayer, but sometimes we just, well, because we don't know how, we just enjoy theirs. Over the last few years, I've ruined some good pieces of meat, and I've gone through way too much charcoal, and I've even gone through different grills to find the, the smoker that's my favorite, but I've practiced, and it feels like I've played, and now this is a part of my life. And prayer is somewhat similar. I want to invite you into a bit of a journey. I want to invite you into an experiment where we see that the Spirit sighs in a way that is too deep for words and that God searches our heart and all of this is at work within us. I want to invite you into a place where where you're not going to fail, but you might experience God in a deeper way. So this God who, who searches the heart, that's something, isn't it? That as we sit to pray with God, he, he, he searches our hearts. There's this famous psalm that, that you know well, Psalm 139. Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know, when I sit down and when I rise up, verse 13, he, he says, for it is, it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that I know very well. One of the things of COVID that, that I've experienced is as I'm having Zoom calls with different people and pastoral appointments, a growing number of us are saying, I don't know who I am. I don't know if I like me. I don't know what I actually enjoy and what I'm passionate about and all of these things. And what we see as an example of Psalm 139 is God does. 
And God searches our heart and knows what we actually want and desire. God knows that we were fearfully and wonderfully made. It's us who learn it second. And so one of the things that I I don't think we think of often, but one of the reasons why we can be in prayer is to find ourselves. You're a child of the king, and so sometimes it's helpful to go ask the king who you are, to go be reminded of who you are. There's a lot of us who just feel dizzy and unaware. And that can lead us to prayer, to discovery. So there's one other thing that I'm finding in God. You know that God's praying for you? In, in Luke 22, we see that Jesus prays for Peter. And in John 17, we see that Jesus prays for all of us. And right here, we see that the Spirit it is at work for us, searching us, praying on our behalf. A few weeks ago, I went for a walk, and on my way back home, I had the sense of, like, Jesus, what, what are you praying for me? I know when I pray for, for Anna, I'm praying for her health. I'm praying that she's not in pain. I'm praying that she doesn't feel the loneliness of this season. I know specifically what I'm praying for different people. And it it made me wonder, Jesus, what are you praying for me? And so I started asking routinely. I sit with my cup of coffee in the morning and ask, Jesus, what are you praying for me? But like any good conversation, after you ask a question, we sit still in a moment of, being silent and listening. See, this has become a part of my prayer lately. And I'll tell you, it makes prayer just feel different. This is what I'm exploring right now. And I really believe if we explore these things together, we'll experience a whole nother thing that we didn't know was possible. So our leadership team here at at one church has given me a gift. They've given me the month of August as a, as a sabbatical, as a time to go and pray and go explore prayer and explore joy and, and truthfully to not produce anything. I love my job and I'm spoiled to be able to pastor you all, but, but some days I feel like I have to be able to articulate my journey in either a devotional or in a sermon, and all my thoughts aren't done yet. All my feelings haven't been felt yet, and so I'm I'm given this month to go ask Jesus, what what are you praying for me? To go be reminded that I am fearfully and wonderfully made, not for what I produce, but for whose I am. To go be reminded that I'm beloved Not for work, but as is. And though I won't be preaching to you for the next month, I want you to journey with me. You're going to be able to hear from different voices of people that you recognize on different aspects of prayer. And then I'll I'll be back and we're going to go through the Lord's Prayer together at that point. 
But we have this couple-month journey where we are going to experience God at a deeper level. I don't know the circumstances of COVID. I don't know what will come. I don't know what will come from the social justice need in our city and in our country. I know what I want, but I don't know how God will answer our prayers on that. But I do know that if we have courage, if we have the courage to to sit still before God, to explore and experience prayer in different facets, in different ways, I do know that we will taste and see the goodness of our God. And so I'm excited about this journey personally. I hope you're excited about it as well. If you are brand new to the church or brand new to prayer, we have some people who would love to be talking to you about it. Let's begin this together with with a simple prayer that I'll, I'll, I'll pray for us right now, okay? So let's pray. Jesus, we trust you. We love you. And we ask in deeper ways that you would reveal yourself to us in this season. Show us how you're praying for us. Spirit, show us how you're groaning on our behalf. Father, let your kingdom come and your will be done right here in practical, tangible ways, just like it is in heaven. And let us grow in faith in your mighty, powerful, risen name. Amen.